Alexander. Shabbat for three. Bingo! Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. Butler will get it for the win. He is hard to believe. Here's Jordan. What's going on, guys? Welcome to Dime Dropper, episode 47 of our 24-minute recaps. Before we get started, please make sure to subscribe on YouTube at Dime Dropper Podcast, Apple Podcasts, follow us on Spotify, and of course, to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Dime Dropper Pod. So, today I watched two horrible games, two games that were, in, you know, in principle, they, were, they looked good in terms of the talent on the court and the way the game was going, but they were absolutely ruined. And I'm going to get into that right now. Let's start with the Clippers and the Nets that just ended off on this Sunday. The Nets were without Kevin Durant. Clippers with a fully healthy team, but still Paul George on a minutes restriction. And I thought we started off terribly. I thought our defense was completely out of sorts. We couldn't do anything getting over screens with Kawhi. I'm sorry, with Harden and Kyrie Irving. Started out with James Harden. We went into drop coverage with Ibaka. We were giving Harden the three off the screen, and he was hitting it. So then what's the next thing you do? Run Harden off the three-point line, try to get him into the lane. He scores floaters. But then it's to the point where you can't even try and, you know, hustle and get over screens with Harden because he just flops every time. He flails. He feels a little contact and he throws it up. So you can't play defense on him. You just can't, right? You can't do it. And I watched the game earlier in Boston. We're going to get to that too, Boston and New Orleans, where you cannot contest guys at the rim. Like Zion, you just can't do anything. You have to let them score or else it's a foul on the defense. So you just got to let him go essentially. And you know what that was doing was bringing two defenders up to Harden. It would bring Ibaka and Zubats up in the drop coverage. And then DeAndre Jordan would be scoring on lobs 24-7. And then the next thing was to get give up open threes for Joe Harris and them. But I got to I gotta give Harden and Kyrie credit in that first half. They were hitting everything when it came to floaters, everything coming off screens. We did not have any answer for them. And that's what I always talk about, the in-between game. If you have the in-between game in pick and rolls and when Harden's literally hitting all those floaters and then you can't touch him, it's like, what are we supposed to do? Like, we can try and blitz and get the ball out of his hands, but they have four shooters. They went really small. I saw us doing a little bit more of that when it was DeAndre Jordan in the game. But look, we Kawhi got off to a great start, like 14 points in the first quarter, but we couldn't guard. And Lou Williams was not the same Lou Williams of the last couple of games, which once again concerns me. It goes back to what I was saying about Lou Williams. Is he going to be able to get it done against the elite opposition in the playoffs? Is he going to be able to get it, the elite opposition in the playoffs? Because today wasn't good enough. And I'm also not a fan of this exiling Kennard situation. Like he, we have no perimeter scoring, no guard scoring off the bench besides Lou. You know what I'm saying? Morris is a different kind of score. He offer, operates in different spots of the court. He gets the ball in the mid post. He gets the ball back to basket. So we need, you know, I think Kennard should play. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love Terrence Mann's energy. Like, he was trying on guys. But when Kyrie and Harden are hitting everything off screens, the only answer to that is switch everything. And, you know, the problem is our offense, 
We can't take anybody off the dribble. How many times have we talked about this on the show? How many times have I said Kawhi cannot seem to get by anybody? He relies on complete skill to score all his points. Skill and strength, but mainly skill. Contested mid-ranges, stopping on a dime, creating this much separation to score. He doesn't clear clear guys. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't get by guys. And somebody I need to give a shout-out to who played a very good game tonight was Bruce Brown. I thought he played very well. I thought he finished around the rim well. I thought he played good defense. Um, Serge Ibaka. So, by the way, when the Rockets, I'm sorry, the Rockets, when the Nets go to switch everything situations, you know, it, it causes the mismatch. And you know what that means. Ibaka gets Harden or a smaller guy on him. And what does this go back to, guys? Is the NBA getting better and better? The big men in today's game cannot score on little guys. It is the most frustrating, least skillful thing ever. You think a, a seven-footer just hitting an open pop, like pick-and-pop three, is that's skill? That's skill. If anybody can learn how to shoot a deep jumper, anybody. I could go outside and hit like 10 jumpers in a row in front of you guys right now. It's not skill. You know, learning how to use your size, hitting jump hooks, that's skill. You know, you know why people used to say, imagine a center that can shoot threes. You know why? Because it was all about if you had the inside game and then you take guys outside. Not just outside and no inside. Then what the fuck is the point of being seven feet tall? You might as well be 6'2". Anyway... Anyway, so that was so Serge Ibaka in drop coverage was a joke, and he was just like terrible. Zubats a little bit better, still not good enough. You know, Harden and Kyrie were getting whatever they wanted in pick and rolls. We had no resistance getting over screens except for Terrence Mann, and then Paul George is doing a pretty good job. But once again, they cannot touch them. Harden, they can't touch them. This is the first team I've seen where like we can't even get over screens. Like they don't let us. The refs don't allow us to do it. Anyway. And yeah, DeAndre Jordan, like, finishing every lob and then blocking shots like it was 2014, that frustrated the hell out of me because we watch Nets games here. They're one of our dime dropper teams. Not because I like them. I, I cannot stand them. I cannot stand them because, like, it's just so funny to me that Harden gets to be on this team when, like, they formulated their team and they had Kyrie and Kev, uh, and uh, Durant. And this man is a, as a not a free agent. He requests to go get traded to the team of his choice. And they send him there. They should have sent him to Siberia. They should have sent him to Sacramento. They should have sent him to New York. Not the Nets. <coughs> it's a joke. It's actually a joke. I'm not saying that they're unfair. Trust me. I'm not saying that they're unfair. But it's ridiculous. Like, if they win the championship, are we supposed to respect this? Are we supposed to think that this is legit? Like, oh, man, congrats to James Harden. He finally got that hard-earned ring. Really? Okay. Whatever. He's a puss. Anyway, second half, though, we started going small ball more, and it started to lead to much better options. However, we once again could not get by guys off the dribble. But for whatever reason, uh, they stopped switching in certain instances, and they started just kind of throwing two on Kawhi, and it led to some Serge Ibaka rolls, and Serge was finishing better in the second half. But overall, and Paul George, by the way, he looked really good. Like, he was coming off, hitting jumpers over guys. Like, he's, here's the thing. It wasn't until the fourth quarter where it seemed like Paul was getting by dudes, but he was pulling his jumpers over guys and hitting them with no problem. But my problem is we struggled to get by, like, guys one-on-one. -on -one. Like, Lou Williams does a good amount, but tonight he wasn't. And here's my thing about this Nets team, guys. The Clippers, we don't have a great matchup with them, man. Because their switch everything strategy is going to, the only teams that are going to be able to beat that, if they can keep the U in front of them, which we don't really have that many guys that are great at taking guys off the dribble. Our best is Paul George. He needs to be a little more aggressive, but I give him the benefit of the doubt because he's on a minutes restriction and he's coming off injury. 
But Kawhi, as we've seen already, guys, he's not the type to... Like, there were times where he had DeAndre Jordan on his switch and he couldn't even take him. Like, if I'm, a, if I'm the other team, I switch on Kawhi every time. Like, I switch on him every time to not give him the advantage to go over screens. To, because he struggles to get by, guys. It seems. It re- he really does. I, you know, I, Kawhi is my favorite player to watch in today's NBA because he's actually like an old-school, mid-range, post-game, like, assassin. But he struggles to get by, guys. Point blank, pick, end of the story. And when the Nets do that switch-everything strategy, we can't do it. Because you know why? We try, and it does work out better. It definitely does. But when you have Durant there, it's not going to work as well. Because they have three elite one-on-one players, elite, one of them who's insanely protected by officials. See, here's the thing. I don't have a problem with Kyrie. He plays basketball. What Plumber Jim does, he doesn't play basketball. That's playing the officials, dude. He doesn't play the game the right way. He's flailing every time he shoots. That shit is trash, bruh. That ain't basketball. But anyway, you come down to the end of the game. We do a, so yeah, our matchup with the Nets, I just don't feel it because that switch everything strategy and our inability. We're a jump shooting team. So we don't have an inside presence that dominates, which is a huge concern. I'm not saying that if we make it to the championship, we're guaranteed to lose to uh, Brooklyn. But once again, I'm not even thinking about the championship. As far as I'm concerned, that's the last game time we're going to see them this season. That is the last time we're going to see them. Because what has to happen to see them again is both of us to make the championship. And you know what You know what means when I hear Clippers and championship in the same sentence? Next. Anyway, once again, does that mean that we have no chance? No, it means that I'm not even going to think about it because it's the Clippers and I'm a Clipper fan and I've been for 16 years. So that means I know our team. Anyway, let's get to the fourth quarter where we started playing much better basketball and the refs started evening it out. I thought in the first half they were very pro-Nets. Fourth quarter they were starting to give us the same calls, which was if you're going to set the precedent that you can't touch Harden, well, you better not be able to touch Kawhi or Paul George either. And Paul George was get tra- starting to take guys off the dribble and it was creating better shots. And he was getting fouled. At one point they were sending us to the line like every time down. It was becoming a boring game. Like they just, yeah, but, but it was even. It was even because they called that on Harden, so they better call it on uh, on when Kawhi and Paul George drive. So I thought that Paul George was getting some good stuff for us. But at the end of the day, Paul George was taken out of the game by Ty for a minutes restriction. I don't know how much I agreed with it. But at the end of the day, I thought that there was no reason we should have been in this game. Because in my opinion, Kyrie Irving was kind of chucking the nets out of the game at the end. And then you had James Harden who missed his two free throws. What was frustrating was DeAndre Jordan's tip after we tied the game. I mean... Oh, I have a lot of love for DJ, but I cannot stand him in terms of as a basketball player because he cost us several postseasons, several, especially 2015 game six against Houston fully cost us in many ways, him and Blake. Uh, I blame DJ the most because he was just, oh my God, I hope he blows it for, for the, for the Nets in some way, shape or form. But anyway, the fourth quarter Towards the end of the game, you know, that was a scramble. PG, you know, couldn't get a rebound at that end. I remember, you know, that play, he went up for the ball. It just bounced and landed in. I forget. I think it was Kyrie's hand and Joe Harris got a layup. And then we were down by two after DeAndre's ridiculous tip. But, oh, my God, the last play. James Harden's a step behind. He gets beat off the dribble. He's got his right arm on Kawhi's left shoulder. So if, let's say hypothetically Kawhi tries to go up, Harden would probably slap it. Like, I know what Harden tries to do. Use his arm to slap down on the ball and make it look like it's clean. 
if you know what's funny is if if Harden was in the same position as Kawhi, he would have tried to like clutch his arm and just flail like he does. But Kawhi instead, you know, in the streets, this is what you do. You see a guy hand checking, you give him a little shove. You play physical basketball, right? And it was not even a shove. I I consider it more of a nudge. And for the referees to decide the game on a call like that, this league, I'm sorry, it's I've said it before. And I'm just reaching my boiling point. It's a joke. Straight up WWE bullshit. You know what I'm saying? There's no defense association. No defense allowed. It's, it's, a, it's a joke. It is an absolute joke. They don't want to let anybody contest, contest shots at the rim. And they decide games on that. How many times have we said, how many times have we said, you don't call that stuff at the end of games. You just don't. Yeah, and then and then yeah, you don't uh, call that at the end of games, and then you decide the game on that call. You don't call that to end games. That's not how you end a basketball game when people are watching. If we were at the game, I wish we were at the game. We could have thrown trash on the court. Fuck the refs. They shouldn't have been able to make it out alive. Ruined the game. Ruined it. Every game is ruined at the end with these refs. The Celtics game. Terrible today. I, I want to get into it, but God, I'm just so angry. Just ridiculous, man. Harden, and then flopping like he got hit by a cannon, bruh. Flopping like he got hit by a freaking cannon. Dude, that was a little touch by Kawhi Leonard. Little touch. Actually, ridiculous. Actually, ridiculous. But, no, you know what's funny? LeBron James gets the same call every, like, with, with no question. LeBron gets it, Harden gets it, but Kawhi does it at the end of the game and he gets, and then James Harden actually gets hit by a cannon. Freaking fool. You know what I'm saying? Like, this Nets team, I cannot stand them. They came together artificially. James Harden chose where he went and cried Wolf so bad because he can't win a championship because his foul-baiting tactics don't work in the playoffs. Fool. I hope, I just cannot stand this team anymore. Like, I cannot stand them joke team man i can't imagine if it's lakers nets in the finals i'll just kill myself oh my god but we didn't deserve to win the game make no mistake we didn't deserve to win the game clippers didn't deserve it but that, you know it's i'm not mad that we lost the game like you got to give the nets credit for the way they played throughout three quarters but i'm just more mad at the nba for what a joke of a league it's become it's actually a joke league i'm sorry if you're i'm sorry i'm, I'm very okay with saying i i love the clippers and i love basketball i don't love the nba anymore my love for the nba has waned adam silver's ruined it for me he's a fucking cupcake he's a total cupcake he lets all this shit happen under his watch he lets all this shit happen under his watch it's a joke Anyway, yeah, I don't know. Nets fans may find this video. And, you know, if you're a Nets fan, you understand. I'm speaking because out of emotion, this is my team. I get mad about this stuff. I want the NBA product to be the best. I want the refs to not decide games. But I talk about the Nets objectively. Anybody here knows that I actually watch Nets games. The Nets are one of our dime dropper teams. I cover them on a game-to-game basis. I speak the facts about the Nets. But the facts of the matter is, Plumber Jim reverted to his old ways today, foul-baiting and playing like a complete puss that he is. Anyway... I don't, should I even read the lines? Uh, Plumber Jim, 37 fake points, 11 bullshit rebounds, and 7 assists, 13 of 25 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 7 of 11, he couldn't even make, he missed 4 free throws generously given to him. Kyrie Irving was great, 28 points, 12 of 26 from the field, 2 of 11 from 3, too many 3s for him though. DeAndre Jordan, he was great though, I will say. 13 points, 11 rebounds, 4 blocks. He chose to have his revenge game, one of his best games of his freaking career, it seems, against us. But, yeah. 
Very frustrating. Batum, I thought he missed a lot of good shots. He was just a little, a little, you know, he hasn't really returned back to full form since the injury, but I'm not concerned about him at all. Kawhi was good. 29 points, 13 rebounds, 9-19, 5-9 nine from 3. He needs to try to get to the basket more, though. He doesn't. We don't put any pressure on the refs. Like, for example, Paul George and Kawhi combined shot 14 free throws. Harden shot 11 by himself. But, yeah. Pat Beverly, by the way, I, I, I better not hear people crying about that screen. That was not malicious intent. If you're crying about that screen, you're just a little soft motherfucker. Point blank, end of story. He didn't try to injure Jeff. Pat Beverly has a, has a reputation, so I guarantee... Uh, people are going to start blaming him because they're just finding any excuse to blame Patrick Beverly, but it's a joke. Anyway, uh, Lou Williams was 2-11. You know, not good enough. Zubat, solid, 6-7, 13 points, 8 boards. Mook, not good enough either for me offensively. He was better defensively. He actually did one of the best jobs on Plumber Gym, but 5 points, 2 of 7. Ugh. Just, I don't like that Kennard's not being used, man. That I think Ty needs to stop that. He needs to play, man. His confidence is going to go down the drain. Uh, and then Paul George was great. I thought he was our best player in the game. 34 points, 6 boards, 7 assists. 6 turnovers, though. He turned the ball over way too much. We turned the ball over 16 times. They turned the ball over 6 times. So that's one of the main reasons we lost. One of the main reasons we lost. So, you know... Very disappointing, very disappointing, but we'll get back to it next game. Our matchup with these guys isn't very good, but we're not going to see them again this season, so we'll see. We need to do a lot before we see them again, and they need to do a lot, so we're not seeing them, so whatever. They can go suck it. Screw the Nets. Super teams suck. James Harden's a puss. KD's a puss. Kyrie, he's not a leader. They can all suck it. Screw the Nets. They're still a dime jumper team, though. We still cover them. Because they're must-see TV, even though they're garbage. Anyway, let's move on to the Celtics and the Pels. You know, the Celtics, after coming off a great game in Atlanta, they were on it and from the beginning of the game. Their defense was great. They were doing a great job collapsing on Zion, Tice, Thompson, everyone. The Time Lord, you know, Jalen Brown started off hitting. It was the Celtics show in the first quarter. But the Pelicans were staying around. Then the second quarter, they really took off. Tatum started getting to the basket. He was kind of cold to start. Time Lord's activity was fantastic. Aaron Naismith's activity was fantastic. The lack of shooting on the court for New Orleans made it easier to load up on Ingram and create steals for him. Ingram had two turnovers. Zion had three turnovers. But man, oh man, the Celtics, they were up by 24 points. And the same thing happened that we always saw, that we always have been seeing. Stagnant, stagnant as the game goes on. Kemba Walker, Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown take turns doing high pick and roll while they stand around watching each other, doing nothing off the ball. Brad Stevens doesn't make any adjustments. They just keep doing the same thing. The Pelicans were getting back into the game. They could not stop Zion, but they could not stop calling fouls. I don't understand. When Zion goes at you, like, just goes, jumps into you, what are you supposed to do? You go up straight. Okay, he either scores or they call a foul on the defense. Like, what are you supposed to do? You can't play defense in today's NBA anymore. You can't. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's not basketball, man. It's not basketball anymore. You're protecting the offense so much. The defense is handicapped. Handicapped. 
It's awful. Zion, like, he played well as the game went on, but he's still a lug on defense. He does. He's so slow. He is so slow on D. But, man, the Celtics, again, same thing. No ball movement. Like, just they got away from everything they did well in the first half. In the first half, they, you know, come a lot more dribble handoffs, a lot more like Jalen starting to move around without the ball, tie setting screens. And in the second half, I got to give credit to Lonzo and Josh Hart, though. They did a really good job getting over screens and putting pressure. Like, they were actually allowing him to get over screens and hustle over those and make a difference on Tatum and Jalen and Kemba getting over it. They weren't getting the same level of shots. And besides that, Besides not getting the same level of shots, we saw more switching in the second half from New Orleans. And, you know, that makes it hard to um, that makes it hard to break teams down. Because it forces you to play one-on-one isolation ball when they switch everything. Unless you have guys moving without the basketball and the Celtics don't. Jalen Brown stands there. That's not good enough. Kemba, uh, Jason Tatum stands there and doesn't do anything. At some point, this is recurring theme. The Celtics, and by the way, the overtime was not fun. It wasn't fun to watch. They stopped the game every five seconds. The NBA is garbage now. I'm sorry it is. It's WWE. It's literally WWE. There's no defense allowed. It's terrible. Terrible. But, you know, if you, what are the Celtics going to do here? What are the Celtics going to do here? Are they going to make changes? Are they going to make a trade this week because they can't let this continue are they gonna fire brad i don't know if it's time to fire brad but they they go so stagnant they completely got away from what they were doing in the first half and that comes from off the ball movement screen set off ball not every single screen has to be set on ball so the celtics have a big problem big problem you know ingram started taking over later in the game but the celtics lost this game they lost the game They were up by 24 points. Oh, and by the way, Kemba Walker, man. Love him. He just came off a great game. Dude's been so inconsistent. Like, he's just not the same since the injury, man. He was so great. He was so great before the glorified Summer League. But ever since then, he's just been... He just has a game where he goes 8 of 16, and then he has the next game where he goes 2 of 16. And... It's just, I don't know, man. Do you make a deal for Kemba? Do you give him till the end of the season? He couldn't hit. And Tatum, like, he made some clutch shots toward the end of regulation. Couldn't hit. Let's read the lines. Kemba Walker, 5 of 21, 1 of 12 from 3, 14 points. Jalen, 25 points, 7 of 23, 3 of 10 from 3. Not good enough. Tatum was the only one I thought that was good enough in terms of that. Uh, Tristan Thompson, too. Uh, Tice was solid as well, but not too great offensively. Jason Tatum, 32 points, 10 of 24, 3 of 7 from 3, 9 of 13 from the line. Zion, 28 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 11 of 21 from the field. Brandon Ingram, 33 points, 11 of 22 from the field, 5 of 12 from 3, 6 of 6 from the line. But the game was just, it became hard to watch. 34 free throws for Boston, 37 for the Pelicans, the overtime wasn't fun. Both games today were completely ruined by the refs. Trash product for a trash league. Thank God I don't support a trash team right now. Period. That's it for tonight, guys. Absolutely had it. Just remember, James Harden's just a fraud, and the Nets are a joke because 
Yeah, they're just a joke. The new super team. You know, in 20 years' time, when you when your kids ask you, you know, how James Harden and Kevin Durant and LeBron James won championships, you're going to say the same thing. Oh, when they built their super team. Yeah, what an honorable way. All right, that's it for me. We're going to go to the live chat with nearly 100 people in the live tonight. Of course, when the Clippers lose, your dicks get hard. So we're going to go to it right now. Good night. Let me know what you think.